All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. My name is Dr. Priyanka Wally, and I'm a licensed and practicing physician, and I also happen to be a stand-up comedian. Can you I believe love it? That. What's the deal? I don't know. It's crazy. I'm Sean Hayes, and I'm an actor and a hypochondriac. Every day, I wake up with a new ailment. Each episode, Sean and I will talk about his medical fears and bring on a guest with an incredible medical story and discuss the outcome. And guess what? We're going to play games and stuff and learn some stuff, and we're going to do a bunch of stuff. I think it's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac and stuff, but I'm America's first hypochondri actor and stuff. Well, 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 if it isn't <laughs> Sean Hayes. <laughs> oh, Lord, here I am. How are you? I'm doing really well. Uh-huh. Did you have a nice July 4th weekend? I know we're not supposed to like talk about specific Time. times no, or that's dates okay. because these are evergreen episodes. That's but okay. We, we can talk You can about neither that. confirm nor deny, nor deny that you <laughs> celebrated an American holiday. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. I probably drank a little too much, which I shouldn't because I have AFib, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Because doesn't alcohol induce it? Alcohol is definitely a risk factor for AFib. Yeah. yeah. Should we yeah. just get into it? Yeah. But I mean, you know, and then you start doing embarrassing things when you drank too much. Like I, I think I danced too hard. Oh, how fun. What's the most embarrassing thing you did this weekend or you've ever done? I want to know that. Oh, man. There's so much. Just one. Okay. What is, <laughs> what is the most embarrassing thing I did? Did you ever call I, somebody by the wrong name? I do that all the time. Okay. Here's one. I got it. Okay. This is super embarrassing, okay? And yeah, I hope, this is good. Um, but uh, I officiated my friend's wedding. Oh. This is many years ago. And then at the last minute after the officiating, like the day of, she was like, Anne, you're giving a speech. And Uh-oh. I was like, what? So this was on the fly. Your and, worst nightmare, yeah. Um, at the time, I had drank a little bit one too many. Sure. And I, I called the groom by the wrong name. I actually called <laughs> the groom one of my ex's names. <laughs> Did it get a big laugh? No. Well, uh, no, it was. Uh-oh. They were kind of like, what's with this girl? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, terrible. That was super embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I embarrass myself pretty much on a daily basis. Ask one of our producers, Michael. Yeah. Uh, literally anything. Yeah. It's overwhelming, right? It's overwhelming the amount of times. Well, I'm trying to think of what time. What's the worst, most embarrassing thing? Oh, one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done is I went to the premiere of Transparent. I went to the premiere, the very first private premiere of the first two episodes. And in it, I'm watching the screen. I'm going, oh. And I go up to this guy afterwards. So I was like, oh my God, you are amazing in the show. You're so great. You're... <laughs> You were incredible. He's like, nah, you don't have to do that. And I'm like, no, 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 you were fantastic. And Scotty, my husband, grabs my arm. He's like, that's Molly Shannon's husband. (laughs) He wasn't in the show. (laughs) Oh, God, that is so funny. And then I called Molly on the way home. She was in the car. She's like, we're dying laughing. I was like, oh, my God, who I know very well. See, that's why I I know Fritz. Fritz is Molly's husband. I know her and him so well. We're really good friends. But it was something about the lighting. And I think I have a little bit of face blindness, right? I think well, I really do because I, mean, I cannot recognize people. It's that is so really funny. strange. 
you know, in the stand-up comedy world, like people would confuse me with other female Indian comedians like all the time. No, they do not. No, no. I remember once I got booked to be a headliner at this show and when they started introducing me, they were like, she was voted the San Francisco comics to watch. Like, and I was like, no, I haven't. That was, that was Shanti. Like, and so they no totally way. just, they, they confused the wrong Indian woman completely. Oh my God. You don't get, you really get that a lot. I hope I don't get it a lot. I mean, it's definitely happened though, where, cause it's such a small community, the Indian female standup community. Yeah. I don't know why it's so hard. Actually, there's this show in LA that I've performed uh-huh. at in Santa Monica. And the name of the show is called, we are not the same person. And it's all <laughs> Indian. So it's Brown women. It's basically Brown women. That's brilliant. I love yeah. that. Well, Linda, thank you for being here. <laughs> uh, so let me, let me ask you something. You, so, we talk first of all, Priyanka, yeah, our guest today. Talk about oh, our guest. Okay, yes, extremely excited for our guest today, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo's on the show, he has been in everything nine million movies. He is actually the most killed actor, he has died on screen the most number of times. What is that true? That's what he says in his book, which I read. That's uh, fantastic. Over the weekend, yes, yeah, he's, that's great, yeah. I have yet to read it, but I'm excited to talk to him. I cannot wait to talk to him, Sean. Like his story is straight up amazing. Genuinely amazing. It's crazy. I can't wait to talk to him about it. Yeah. Wait, we need to do like a little follow-up appointment, you and me, because yeah, you talked this. about your AFib before yeah. when Howie was on. Yeah. And the last time we left that, you said you were scheduled to get an ablation. That's right. So what happened? How are you doing? Okay, so an ablation, as you know, is when they go through your groin up to your, the artery in your groin up to your heart. I don't know why that you can't just open your heart, but um, they go well, up there and they burn a little bit of it off, right? They cauterize yeah. it yeah. so then, so that the signals, the electric signals in the heart kind of balance out or something like that. Yeah. Okay. AFib is an electrical problem where yeah. essentially the atria is quivering. It's not contracting. And then it's yeah. sending irregular electrical signals to the ventricle. Yeah. And so the heart isn't ejecting blood the way it should. And right. it can cause blood clots essentially. Yeah. Which is scary. It's really scary. Yeah. So what happened? So- you know, I talked to another friend who had it and she was like, oh, it's like routine. It's an, it's an outpatient thing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So it didn't sound that serious. So I go to the doctor. This is like, what, a month ago, maybe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I get prepped for the operation. I have my little, you know, cafeteria cap on my head mm-hmm. and I have the IV in my arm. And this kid walks in with shaving cream and a shaver. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's that? He goes, I'm going to shave you. And I literally was like on my face. I'm like, I already shaved. He's like, no, I need to shave you down there. I was like, no, you don't. So let's hold off on that for a second. So he's like, okay, because my doctor, who's great, my cardiologist, fantastic. Mm -hmm. But the surgeon came in, who's different than the cardiologist. And he was like, let's talk about your your situation before before we do this. I was like, okay. He's like, how long have you had it? What causes it? You know, do you drink? All of these questions. And I'm this like, is the morning of this. I'm lying in the, I'm about to be rolled in to get cut open. Mm-hmm. And so, and I was like, oh, well, I don't know. I, I drink. I don't drink a lot, but you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, twice a month maybe. And, mm-hmm. and he goes, how much do you drink when you drink? And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. I like to get there. So like maybe mm-hmm. a couple. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay. And he's asking me all these questions and he gets, long story short, too late. He comes to the conclusion of, you don't need to be here. Wow. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, go home. Here's what you need to do. You need to stop drinking and you need to take a pill. That's it. 
And I was like, what, what pill did he give you? He didn't give me a pill. He's just said this, you know, a medication, your cardiologist. Like, I was like, okay. So the thing he said was that when you go under and you get this, sometimes when you come out of it, it can be worse. Hmm. And as it stands now, you don't seem to be like a candidate. I was like, wait a minute. Why didn't anybody Can anyone tell me this? Tell me right, this before. Where you got up at the crack of dawn. Yeah. Oh, right. And then right, five AM. That's pretty wild. And then and then the guy comes back in with a shaver and the thing. And I'm like, I no, you can keep that. You can keep, <laughs> use it on somebody else. And uh I don't know, I thought that was wild. So I and I asked him, I was like, Does this happen a lot where people come in and they just get up and leave? He's like, almost never. Yeah. And just for clarification, I think you were speaking to an electrophysiologist, an EP specialist that was- Whatever, Priyanka, okay, whatever. Sorry, just for the listeners- I'm smart too. I'm smart too. For medical accuracy. So yeah, it's pretty wild that they canceled like yeah. the day, the morning of. That's yeah. I agree that that's pretty atypical. Like, like but, five minutes before, yeah. I mean, I also agree though that alcohol definitely does increase your risk of developing AFib. So I think yeah. that's really interesting. I I wish they had talked to you beforehand. Yeah. I wish they talked to you. Yeah, I guess if you had just <laughs> if we had done this like a week prior. The other thing I would say is sometimes low magnesium levels can also be associated with oh. um atrial fibrillation. And I'm curious, did they start you on mag supplements? No, but we talked about that in a previous episode where I started taking magnesium so I can sleep and I can poop in the morning. And by the way, it's amazing. But if that's a third thing, then thank God I'm taking it. I, I love taking it. You do, right. Over the counter, over the counter, simple supplement. It's great. And you don't have like a history of high blood pressure or heart disease as far as you know, right? No, I mean, my dad, who, you know, left when I was five. Right. Uh, he's right. still alive. I don't know where he is. Uh, recently, I heard through my sister that he had a heart attack or something mm-hmm. wrong with his heart. I don't know. So mm-hmm. there's maybe something in our family. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. But nothing that you've never been told that, like, as of today, as far as you can tell about your own self, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. Because I, I would say that would be, like, if you did have high blood pressure or you did have confirmed heart disease or you're even, like, heart failure or anything like that, then you would be on blood thinners. Yeah, I'm not on blood thinners. Which you're not, right? You know why? Why? Because... So they have these categories and you, it's called the Chad Vast core and you get a point for each kind of thing you tick off and the higher uh-huh. your points, the more likelihood you need to be on blood thinners. And so your gender, the fact that you're a male, you don't get any points for that. But if you were a woman, you're a female, you would have a point. And then- More points is worse or less points? More is points worse. is worse. I mean, higher the Chad Vast score, the more likely you're going to be on blood thinners. Okay, keep and going. And then- your age, so you're too young. Usually it's, I think, age 65, you'll get a uh-huh. point for that. And then you get a point, like, if you have diabetes, if you have high blood pressure, if you've had uh-huh. a stroke in the past, that all gives you a point. So you're actually, uh-huh. like, too well to well, be on yeah, blood thinners, at, which is at, good. At 28 years old, I'm shining. I'm right, shining bright, right. like a right. diamond. But yeah. look, if I'm doing my job correctly, like, we'll do everything we can to keep your little heart in the okay. best condition that we can. I have a big heart, Priyanka. You know me. I have a big, big heart. I'm like the Grinch. It grew five times the size. <laughs> so wait, so that's really interesting. Okay, great. So I'm fine for now. And I talked to the cardiologist and they were like, well, you know, there's a balance of lifestyle. Like you can have a drink. Yes. You just can't Lifestyle like drink. is really important. Like, yeah. um, you know, exercising regularly and then, yeah, alcohol. So I'm curious, did you cut down the alcohol consumption after he had that conversation with you? That is a solid no. 
Okay, solid yeah. no. Okay. Yeah, well, that is a solid. Well, let's save that for no. another episode, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's All move right. on to the guest. Hypochondriactor is brought to you by Brooklinen. It's summer again, and that means super hot sunny days. I don't have to tell you guys that, right? You can all feel it. And nights that are too hot to get any sleep. Enter Brooklinen. Crisp sheets that breathe to keep you cool mean you can say goodbye to sweaty summer nights. I can't sleep when it's hot. I hate the heat normally. So I have Brooklinen sheets, and it's so cozy, and it's cool. And you know how you like sleep with one leg out to keep the perfect temperature going. You don't have yeah. to do that with Brooklyn and Brooklyn and sheets make you sleep the perfect temperature every single night. So you get a great night's sleep. It's perfect. I love it. Totally. And I don't know if Sean, you're a pillow hugger when you sleep, but yeah. if you get those Brooklyn and pillow covers and then you're a pillow hugger, it's just so great. Your whole body stays really cool. Their customer service as well. I mean, clearly they get eight hours of sleep every night because <laughs> They're a dream to work with. Do you yeah, get yeah. that? They have something for every comfort need, ideal for like seasonal refresh because they're launching new products, colors, and patterns all the time. I mean, it's already hard enough to have good sleep hygiene. The least you can do is add Brooklyn into that regimen, right? So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklyn and go to brooklinen.com and use promo code HYPO to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B R O O K L I N. N-E-N.com and enter promo code HYPO, H-Y-P-O, for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code HYPO. Hypochondriactor is supported by NordVPN. So, Sean, do you ever use public Wi-Fi if you're traveling out and about or anything like that? I don't know what that is. Public Wi-Fi? <laughs> well, public Wi-Fi, it's like when you're out, maybe you're waiting at the airport. and Yeah, and you hop on. I don't know if you know, it's notorious for being a hotbed for data hackers to steal your yes, data. Yes, I've heard of that, yeah. You know, NordVPN is a virtual private network that you can use. It's the fastest VPN in the world. So whenever I'm in a public space, I always try and protect myself by using NordVPN on my phone or my laptop. You can use it to basically protect yourself from hackers, which would give you peace of mind whilst traveling, and you don't have to sacrifice internet speed for better security. I love that. I have used NordVPN. It's fantastic. It makes me feel totally, totally safe. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you know you can access content from over 59 different countries just by changing your virtual location with one click. It's crazy. Go to NordVPN.com slash actor VPN or use code actor VPN to get a two-year plan plus a bonus gift with a huge discount. Guys, our guest today is an actor, a restaurateur, a book author, and so much more. I'm a huge fan of his work, his food. I've had like 2,000 of his donuts. You're welcome, heart. Uh, and his amazing life story so far. His new memoir, Trejo, My Life of Crime, Redemption in Hollywood, is available now. Please welcome Danny Trejo. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, I'm excited Danny. to be here. This such is so cool of you. you. Yeah, it Thank is such you. an honor. You know, your IMDB page with all of your credits is like... It's like 10 miles long. You've literally been in every single movie movie or TV show ever made. I want to ask you right off the bat, Danny, which is more of a grind, acting or prison? <laughs> you know what? There's no grind like prison. <laughs> I'm sure, I know. And the hours are about the same. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in your book, which I had the pleasure of reading, by the way, it was it was just incredible. I mean, it was just I'm so glad that you had the chance to tell your story like that. It's just an incredible read. But you speak about so much of these harrowing experiences in prison. And then that's eventually what led to sort of your sobriety. And then that's what led you into acting. And one of the things that really struck me so much about what you were writing about is your constant bringing it back to faith, bringing it back Uh to faith and your faith and how that played a role. And so my question for you is, do you think your faith had a lot to do with healing your other things like the liver cancer and the subdural hemorrhage? Tell me about that. Absolutely. First, I had hepatitis C, you know, and then I just said, you know, I remember them telling me the, everybody always talks about what happens, you know, I I don't know how to say it. If you don't take the treatment, you die. That's what happens. So who cares what the treatment is? Right. And so I, 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 hepatitis C hit me bad. And I, I mean, there was, Times I would just lay on the floor and stay there for just a couple of hours. Wow. The uh, antifuron and pegavirin, I think is what they Peg gave interferon and yeah. ribavirin. Yeah. What that's is that? the treatment oh, for hepatitis yeah. C. What is that? One, ribavirin is an antiviral medication and peg interferon is an adjunct therapy. Wow. And that is a very harsh treatment to be yeah. on. That was before. Now they have a, you know, something one shot and it's, you don't get as sick. Uh, you know, the minute the director yelled cut, I would go off to the side and throw up. Wow. Because you know what? When you're in the film, you can't tell people you're sick. Right. Because right. you got contracts. And what the same thing when I had cancer and, and I was doing the. Uh, the chemotherapy? Chemo, yeah. It's like, you know, cut. I'd go over and throw up and just like be. And people would say, how you do? I said, well, I'm trying to cut. I want to cut up, you know. Danny, what do you think that says about the industry that, I mean, you write very clearly in the book that uh, your biggest fear wasn't dying from cancer. No. It was that people in the industry would find out and wouldn't offer you work. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so it. common, Absolutely. don't you think? Yeah. Common among actors that you don't want to lessen your value by by everybody thinking you're an ill person, right? Well, you know what? It's like funny. I had a shoulder surgery. They, I had a shoulder replacement. I couldn't tell anybody. I couldn't wow. move my arm, but I... Couldn't, yeah, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. So then, so I had the surgery and, you know, like I'm, you know, CBD, CBD, CBD. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I'm like, uh, you know, uh, but it was like sad. I mean, it was like, you're going to work. I would die waking up mm-hmm. and couldn't tell anybody. Let's back up for a second. So first I want to talk about your career, but since we started talking about hep C, I've had hep A, it's probably nowhere near worse, as bad as hep C. How, do you know how you contracted hepatitis C? God, I think every drug addict in the 60s, yeah. I honestly believe, has hep C, whether it's come to light or not. You right. know, I mean, yeah. I was clean, what, 30 years mm-hmm. before it came out. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you share needles, you use needles. In prison, uh, God, we had a, a thing you blow up a football with. Oh, like a pump. Yeah, sharpen it up, and we're trying to use that oh, as, a, God. as a needle. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. And Danny, tell me about the boxing thing in prison. You competed, I guess, in prison? Lightweight, welterweight champion of every institution I was in. That's My incredible. My uncle taught me how to fight. And uh, I, I was I was really good when I came out. I tried to get a boxing license, but because of the uh, violence I had on my record, uh, they put me on, I think, two years probation. So mm-hmm. I couldn't get a license, so all I could do was 
have a club fights. And, uh-huh, right, right. And you won all of them. Well, I did, unless unless somebody paid me a little more money. <laughs> 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 of course, that's how you do it. That, that's when you probably started becoming a businessman. <laughs> at, at times, you know, somebody will say, hey, we're trying to bring this kid along, man. Can you give, yeah, just put a little more money in the envelope and watch me. I'm a good actor. Right. Wow. What was the worst or some of the worst injuries you, you had boxing in prison? I had a cut. That's a one. A cut. You didn't that's break your nose. That's, or, it. that's, that's it. How, Sean, that's how good of a fighter he was. That that's literally, he's like, yeah, maybe a little abrasion <laughs> yeah. here. A here little cut above your eye. You know, it's like there's a difference, a big difference between a fighter and a boxer. Yeah. You look at Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is one of the greatest boxers ever. Boxer. All right, he won't brawl because he can, but why when he's such a good boxer? Right. You know, right. Now, right, Canelo, right. Canelo is, is a brawler. He'll brawl, he'll fight, and he'll beat you. Probably one of the greatest boxers around right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, getting back to the Hep C and conquering that, is that somehow tied to what you, you've mentioned in the past about your liver cancer? Is they, that, that a is that contributing factor? Uh, you know, it could be. I don't know. Later on, I, I beat that. And then later on, uh, uh, I went to uh, my doctor, Dr. Lascari, said, wait a minute, we got to run some tests. Something's wrong, you know. And, mm-hmm. and they found out that I had a 10 centimeter tumor on my liver. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to have a four, I think, to be on the list. For a transplant? For, for a transplant. Yeah. And uh, it was really like all they could do was the chemo, but they had to keep shooting it into the tumor. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I was getting an IV, you know. So there was days that, that I would literally roll out of bed throwing up and wow. and going to work. Gosh, your threshold for pain must be so much higher than mine. I'd be like, guys, I, I quit. <laughs> uh, no, well, you know what? I, I said that all the way to work. You had bilateral subdural hematomas. You Basically, you had brain bleeds. Yeah. And you basically were, you weren't able to walk um, and you went through recovery. And share with us a little bit about how you were able to do that. Well, yeah. you know, it's funny. I I did a movie. We were doing like 18 hours, 18 hours. I was exhausted. I came yeah. down from Canada and at a, like, I got home about 11. I got a phone call. I left. I got back about... 4.30 in the morning and I have steps going down to my bedroom and I, I took these steps and I, I fell, I think, I don't know, but I, I remember I, I got up and my jaw hurt mm-hmm. and I went to my assistant's room, Mikey, and I said, Mikey, you might have to take me to the hospital tomorrow. I I think I broke my jaw, I don't know. But, and so I went and I went to sleep and uh, the next day we went to the doctor and they, they he said, okay, we're going to wire your jaw or don't chew. Because yeah. of the because of the the break I had, I, I guess I, I didn't have to have it wired. But so I said, okay, cool. I won't chew, you know. But, yeah. but <laughs> that's no, crazy. The next day, I was flying to New York to go to the Howard Stern show. Uh-huh. So I just talked to Howard like this, you know. And it was a great interview. We did good. And then from there, I flew to Mexico City, mm-hmm. and uh, I did a commercial. And then from there, I flew to Rome. And in Rome, it was funny because it felt like I was underwater for some reason. Wow. You know, I, yeah. I could, no, I could breathe everything, but it felt like, like I was looking underwater. And then when I got home, I started falling down and Mario, my assistant, said, what the hell's wrong? And, and uh, 
they called uh, Mary, my, my secretary, and, and Maeve, my kid's mom. And something's wrong. And Maeve, my kid's mom, she was a nurse. I, I put her through nursing school when I was with her. And, and so I went to the doctor, and the doctor checked me out and said, uh, uh, I forgot what he said. He said, we have a problem. That's what yeah. he said. Yeah. But they said, well, look at these. They did, I think they did a CAT scan, and they said they'd look at it tomorrow. So, I mean, so I left. Yeah. And Maeve, my kid's mom, called up the doctor and started screaming at him about he has all the symptoms of this, this, this. I know what they're talking about. So anyway, they took me back to the hospital, rushed me into emergency. I thought George Clooney, because I know he was and he always does these funny jokes to people. Right. I'm going into the emergency, into the operating room saying, Clooney, where are you? I know this is bullshit. <laughs> You right. Know, it, so it was a brain injury. But it had been going on since the day I broke my jaw. Wow. So how long was that? Two weeks? A week? Two weeks? Three weeks? Yeah, almost two weeks. Wow. When I woke up, I had two tubes coming out like this, and they were full of blood. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, Yeah, they were draining the blood. Yeah. yeah. Oh and my the God. doctor said, I have never taken that much blood out of anybody's Wow. My daughter, right, the comedian. Well, doctor, he has a lot of room up there. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Do you have any, like, kind of lingering effects from the brain injury at all? No, after that, I had to go to rehab. I couldn't walk. I I didn't know Uh why I couldn't walk. And, God, I got so angry, but not at God. I I do not get angry at God no more because I know he was going to show me a picture of little kids or something. So I— Yeah, yeah, uh, (laughs) right, 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 right. No, I just got angry at myself, like— you can do it. So they would have me go one thing around the hallway in my walker. And no, 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 let's do some more. And I just kept doing it. And, you know, by the grace of God, it's like, I right. can wow. now. Wow. My God. Man. It's incredible. <laughs> but it's fate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I believe that you put the strength of whoever your God is yeah. in in your life and you can you can accomplish things that you never thought you could accomplish. You can heal yourself in ways you never thought you could heal yourself. I, I totally believe in that, too. We are supported by Noom. I'm sure you've all heard of Noom by now. We see the ads everywhere. We talk about it. And there's a reason for that is because it works. Noom is fantastic. I've tried it. It's completely changed the way I think about food and diets. You don't have to be stuck on a strict diet like those old school ones where you're like, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to find a healthier balance that's moldable to your life and as a result, more sustainable. So once you find the thing that works with you through Noom, you will always use it and will always always work. 80% of Noom users finish the program and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least a year. That's incredible. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash hypo. That's N-O-O-M.com slash hypo to start your trial today. Hypochondriactor is supported by Audible. So, Sean, I use Audible yeah. all the time. I get a monthly subscription and I just listen to the audiobooks. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks. I have a show on Audible. You have a show. I, wait, I think we both might have a show really? on Audible. Really? I did a one-man show called An oh, Act of God. Oh, you literally have a show show. Yeah. Okay. I did a one-man show on Broadway called An Act of God and we recorded it for Audible. Audible's oh, fantastic. That's cool. Everybody that I've worked with over there is fantastic. 
for your car rides or long road trips. Audible's great. And the app is free and it can be installed on all your smartphones and tablets. And you can get everything you love to listen all in one app, Audible. It's great. So visit audible.com slash hypo or text hypo to 500-500. That's audible.com slash H-Y-P-O or text hypo to 500-500. So Danny, you really don't get mad at God ever? Really? Well, I can't. I, you know, <laughs> we got a deal. I made a deal with him in 1968 to let me die with dignity. And uh, I will say his name every day and I will do whatever I can for my fellow inmate. I said that because I thought I was never getting out of prison. Right. And, uh. and he said, OK, let's see what you got. And I got out of prison August 23rd, 1969. And I've been doing that ever since. That's incredible. Right just a kind of like a sidebar you go from prison how in the world did you go from prison to acting to entrepreneurship i mean your your story is so unbelievably fascinating that you have survived all of these things the drug addiction and then and and now you're like this huge businessman who's got such drive and motivation where does it all come from i know you said faith but you got to do the work too everything good that has happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. Yeah. Everything. I believe that, yeah. I wouldn't be in the restaurant business. I did a favor for a, a director named Craig Moss, brilliant director, had a had a movie uh, called Badass. And uh-huh. he wanted me, come on, Dan, I do it. And, and I had a spot for a, some dough over here, but my agent, Gloria Hosa, she kind of, she said, this is going to turn into something really big, Dan. I'm telling you. Okay, so we do this movie. Turns into a trilogy. I make three times the money that right. I was going to make. But I ran into a producer, uh, yeah, named Ash Shaw, who actually said, Danny, why don't you open a restaurant? Because I, I like good food. I won't eat yeah. processed food. And-, and that's how you got it. And now you have like, what, six, seven? Seven restaurants. Seven yeah. restaurants. Then I got to know, how the heck did you enter the erectile dysfunction industry? Who did you fit? Like, what favor did <laughs> yeah. you do to become a hey, spokesperson for Giddy? He's working they, so hard he can't get it up. Yeah. They gave me a lot of money. Okay, so you didn't pull any favors, literally, no, to do that. No, like, oh, cool, let me have it. Yeah. But this is a big deal to have a, a guy like you talking about erectile yeah. dysfunction yeah. Yeah. in the public. You know, there there's so much machismo out there. Like, men, ha- men are defined by their penises. Right. So you got to understand that that there's so many, especially Latinos, we grew up with this toxic masculinity, this right. toxic machismo. You right. know, and we, they got it all backwards. Masculine is the guy that takes care of his family. Right. You know, that's masculine. Right. Masculine yes. is being vulnerable and, and having and, yeah, empathy. And having, well, and, yeah. You can't be too vulnerable. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and you, you speak so passionately about this. Um, you know, erectile dysfunction is so common. It's actually the most common cause of sexual dysfunction in men. Absolutely. One in three men yeah. above age 40 um, have sexual dysfunction. Yeah. It's usually erectile dysfunction. So they, they wouldn't have invented the blue pill if that's they didn't right. 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 I mean, but there's a right. multi-million dollar industry. So I got to know, have you tried on the giddy yourself? No, I I never have. I, but you know what? That's not right. new. The A long time ago, gay men used to have 
a ring, and that's all it was. It's a cock ring. Sean, can yes. you verify yeah, a that? Cock ring. So it just came back. I got it, you know, it right it just, now. Right, it just came back. That's yes. all. That was nothing. It's all different kinds of colors, all different kind of pressure. <laughs> yeah, it all works. Uh, but wait a minute. That's amazing. Priyanka, explain to me and Danny, how does a blue pill work if you know, like, how does the brain... Once you take that pill, know to send blood to your penis. Like, how does it work? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Exactly. No, this is important, though. Before I do basically a free ad for Viagra, I think it's really important that people understand, men out there understand, before they start taking these prescription medications, yeah. erectile dysfunction can actually be a sign of underlying medical issues like right. diabetes yeah. and heart disease. Absolutely. Yeah. And they should be screened for these things to make sure they don't have them before taking these prescription medications, which is why I really actually think Giddy is a great idea because you're not taking a prescription medication that's right. just putting a Band-Aid on the problem. Right. That's one of the things that I said in the commercial. Oh, you said that in the commercial. That's yeah. great. We should team up on this, Giddy. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, this is a really interesting study where they took men with diabetes just diabetes, and then they put them in a sleep lab for three days, and then they measured their penises at night to see how engorged their penises would get. Uh -huh. And basically, compared to the healthy volunteers, the men with diabetes had lower levels of penile engorgement, even sure. though they weren't complaining of erectile dysfunction or anything. So Why is that? Because it's just the blood, the blood isn't flowing as easily? Because erectile or? dysfunction can be sometimes a vascular disease. You see, yeah, when, right. uh, I can't believe I'm saying this on air, but like when a man has an erection, basically yeah. the blood is being engorged in the penis. Right, and right. drugs like Viagra or Cialis, basically they cause the blood vessels in the penis to, to dilate because it causes a vasodilation. Hey, <laughs> this is sex education. We're back and saying this is cool. That's right. But how does it, how does the, if it's doing that to your penis, it's got to be doing it everywhere else in your body. Oh yeah. No, totally. If you, if you've had a history of a heart attack, you can't take meds like Viagra, no, no. you know? Wow. Yeah. That's why get screened for diabetes. You know, if you're starting to have erectile dysfunction yep. problems, even there was a study looking at young men with weak masturbatory erections and they found that that in and of itself was a sign for possible heart disease. So yeah, that's um, interesting. So Danny, Wait, what? okay. The book comes out today. <laughs> yes, the book comes out today. It is a page turner. It I oh. couldn't I read it all week and it was so oh, just good. Yeah, it was great. So, Danny, you've been sober for now how many? 51? 52. It'll be 53 wow. years. Wow, congratulations, August 23rd. man. Thank that's, you. That's awesome. That's I love just that. Just incredible. So, what advice do you have for listeners out there that are listening in terms of maybe they're struggling with sobriety, um, do you have any advice for that? Absolutely. You know what? There are 12-step programs. There yeah. are different programs that you can get into. And it's like, for me, that that was the, the only thing because I had to get around people that would support me in, in, in wanting to stop using and stop yeah. drinking. If I try it on my own and stay around the people that are still drinking and still using, almost impossible. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. That's great advice. I want to yeah. just really wrap this up before we get, we're going to play a little game, Danny, in just a second. Yes. But I want to know what's hurting you the most right now in your body. I just had shoulders. Oh, surgery. so you just had that. I thought it was yeah, a while ago. Yeah, a couple ago. months ago, but I, 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 I did that, that. I got a CBD. Yeah, uh-huh. I made a mistake one time and I said, I've got that, uh, 
PCP. <laughs> in <laughs> my shoulder. I CBD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My shoulder's high. <laughs> but, but my God, the brain, the brain injury, the, the liver cancer, the drug addiction, the plate in your shoulder, the jaw. I mean, it's just, your story is just incredible that you're just walking around. Being able to just walk and be is, inc- is, is incredible. It's, <laughs> I, you're a walking inspiration. You know what? I, I live weights every night. And I, I walk a lot and I, I got a bicycle and I actually ride a bicycle and uh, it's, wow. uh, yeah, but I can't say, I don't ride it good. I, I, I used to a long time ago, but for some reason, when you're 77, you just can't turn as good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> to be that active at 77 and to still have all this energy and still love what you do and have seven restaurants and like, there it is, CBD. Is that CBD your CBD oil? oil? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, Trejo oh, Tough. Trejo Tough. Oh, look at that. Oh, look so at that. Ooh, CBD oh, cream. Cool. That's your product. Trejo I mean, yeah. Danny, this, killing it. this is like, amazing. And it works. I, I use it. I like it. I also got a record label that I started. Everything good that has happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. When do you slow down? When do you, What do you do to relax? I mean, because nothing. You don't look. You're shaking that's, your head. That's, that's what I'm doing. That's the way I, I relax. Doing I, I, I'm kind of the same way. Do you sleep okay? I like your, yeah, you. Yeah, I need about four good hours and then I'm cool. You know? yeah. Wow. I, I get, like, wow. That's, that's you don't know, wild. You know what, I don't know why, but if I sleep too long, I wake up with a hangover. No, interesting. Because your circadian rhythm probably gets all disrupted. Yeah, I get, I, it's really, I wake up like, oh. Well, you're also used to sleeping with one eye open after everything you've been oh, through. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we play the game, Sean? Let's play the game, Let's yeah. So, Danny, this is uh, Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. It's uh, three questions each. If you get it wrong, I might give some points for creativity. And Sean is going to go first First three questions, then you, okay? And usually I get the gay questions, Danny. But go ahead, Jack. I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Sean, yeah. how old was Dustin Hoffman when he starred in The Graduate? Oh, he's a young fella. So I would say maybe he was uh, 19. Close. He was 29. So let's move on. Okay. Wow. Wow. Good for him. Angina pectoris is the medical term for what symptom? Angina pectoris. Angina? You mean angina? And angina is another way to say it. Yes. Oh, did you say it? Angina. Angina pectoris is when your vagina is on your chest. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> the answer is chest pain. Angina. So angina yes. pectoris. You said your vagina hurts, not your chest hurts. No, you say when your vagina is on the outside of your chest. No? Okay. Oh, then your chest hurts? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It comes from the Latin word angier, which means to throttle, wow. and pectus, which means breast. Okay. All for two. Okay. What show did Bette Midler make her Broadway debut in? Oh, that's so easy. Fiddler on the Roof. Yes, that is correct. Danny, your turn. Okay. First question, what is the name of your character in the movie Heat? Gilbert Trejo. Yes, very good. That's great. That's after my uncle. You were so yes, good in that. that's right, yeah. So good. Michael Mann knew my uncle in Folsom, okay? Michael Mann did a movie called The Jericho Mile in Folsom, but none of the Mexicans would work because Mexicans have a union, and they had to talk to my uncle and a couple of the shot callers to say, okay, they could work. And uh, 
Michael Mann won't admit it, but he paid my uncle SAG wages while he was doing working on the movie. And so my uncle's name was Gilbert Trejo. When I walked on the movie Heat, my name was something else. And, and you changed he it. changed it three times. And finally, he came up to me and said, Danny, every time I look at you, man, I think of your uncle Gilbert. Mm. Can, can I call you Gilbert Trejo? Oh, that's yeah. great. I love that's that. That's why my name was Gilbert Trejo. I love that. Sweet. That's great. I love yeah. that. And so you were so great in that movie. Okay, next question. How many teeth does the average adult human being have before getting punched by you? Yeah. 30, 32. 30, yes, that is 32. correct. 32. 32. How do you know that? How would you know that? I had good teeth. And, and, and you tell this great story in the book about how you punched this guy in the mouth and you got this yeah. gnarly infection yeah. in your yeah. hand. I almost lost my arm. Is it true that you, out of any other actor in history, got killed the most on screen? Yes. Yes, I, I think they got me at ninety something right now. That's you know, amazing. Most killed actor. Yeah. I love, but, I love you know that. what? Everybody says, "Well, what do you think of that?" I think it's great. That means I'm working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say working and dying, dying, doing it. Okay, final question. You played the role of Navajas in the movie Desperado, which is yeah. part of a trilogy. What is yeah. the name of one of the other movies in the trilogy? Wow. Well, one of the other ones was. Uh, uh, once upon a time in Mexico, then Correct. Machete, then uh, uh, God, Machete kills him. Machete. No, you machete got it. Once upon a time yeah. in Mexico. That's yeah. it. I'll take it. God. So yeah. uh, awesome. we have a clear winner today, yeah. Danny. You won. Danny, you <laughs> no kicked my ass. Thank breaker. you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Danny. God Your story you. is so inspiring. Your book Thank is amazing. You. People should so totally much, read man. it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Danny. You're so awesome for being here. Thank you, man. God bless you guys. Bye, Danny. That was super amazing. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, floored. I'm floored by... He's 77 years old. I know. He works know. out and exercises. He has... I mean... The guy doesn't stop. It's it's amazing. I, know. I love how he was like, yeah, my shoulder hurts a little or like it's a little yeah. bit harder to bike, you know. Whereas I would be like, I got to take a nap. Yeah. So after reading his book, I was so like moved. You know, I come from the science world and it's all like objective, empirical, but yeah. he kept bringing up faith over yeah. and over again. Yeah. After reading his book, I actually looked up some studies and basically found out that faith, having faith in some kind of higher power when it comes to substance recovery, yeah. substance uh-huh. abuse recovery, is actually like a very positive predictor of whether the person will be successful or not. So it's like yes. a really important component. And it's making me rethink, like, could I bring more faith into my life? You know, it's just- Well, that's a different podcast about, <laughs> re- re- about religion and medicine. I think it's fascinating to ask- you know, doctors like you who see sometimes are put in, in positions where they witness death all the time right. and what that kind of effect has on them. Yeah. And does that make you believe more? Does it make you believe less? Like, right. where do you stand? Um, do you want to answer that or no? Well, one thing I've learned, because I've seen a lot of people pass in front of me um, wow. clinically, not because I, I didn't kill them. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was due. And one of the things I've, I've kind of gleaned is that, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. It's hard to explain. Like there are people living who are filled with a lot of medical illnesses. It's like they should be dead, but they're not. not. And then you have people that won't have that much, but then they just pass. And it sort of makes me wonder, like when you're supposed to go, you just go. Yeah. I think also like in our society, it is so taboo to sort of 
talk about death, you know, as an experience. And, you know, with Danny's story, like he confronted death many times starting at a very young age. Yes. He he says in the book, he's like, I thought I was going to die in jail. Like, I didn't think I was going to make it past this age. And I think then it sort of gave him this perspective and this choice. Like, I can choose to be here and, like, make every day count. Right. Which... I'm just very moved by that. Yeah, me too. I think attitude and outlook have a lot to do in addition with, like I said, whatever God you choose in your Mm -hmm. life or whatever higher power you look to, whether it's the universe or... Yeah, totally. Anyway, Priyanka. On that note. That was so lovely. Hey, guys, don't worry. Be healthy. Bye. Bye. Hypochondriactor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Michael Grant Terry and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Rebecca Eisenberg woo-hoo, is our producer. And the production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Sarai. Original music by Scott Eisnogel and Leo Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.